Folks at home, folks at home, welcome back to Ike Live. Thanks for hanging in with us. We took a short break to refresh our beverages. Real quick, while we're talking about beverages, uh, Brian DeCarpenter, if you can, just give me a close-up of that real quick. I want to give a shout-out to our beer of the night. Everybody in the house tonight drinking the lovely Yards tonight and uh, all sorts of Yards. Um, we've got a Yards brawler that I'm drinking. we got a couple IPAs, uh, Pal Ales going around. So thank you, Yards. Appreciate Thank you very much. Appreciate the beer. Uh, Pete Klusik, how are you doing tonight? How are you feeling tonight? Well, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, you're looking dandy. i got to tell you again. Handsome. The beard, the hair, the whole package tonight for <laughs> you, man. Well, you know, it's November. It's Men's Health Awareness Month. Right? No shave November. No shave November. And, and what are we bringing awareness to during this month? Well, just all men's health issues, you know. Yeah. Prostate. One of our friends suffered through prostate he cancer. Did. Shout doing, out to Dave. Yep. Shout out to Dave Manson. Doing extremely well down there in Texas. We, we've got colon cancer. Uh as as a major thing, there's probably uh, two of the biggest issues of uh, other than heart disease, yeah. which uh, you know once again. And I always want to tell everybody take take a few minutes, learn CPR. Yes. It takes no time at all. You can save a life. Uh, learn CPR, and um, that's why I'm growing my beard right yeah. now. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, you know we always do this in every show. Uh, we want to give a special shout out to all our military. Active and veterans, men and women, thank you guys for what you do. It's a crazy world. Uh, shout out to firemen, police, EMT. Thank you guys. We appreciate everything you do. Uh, it's been an amazing show, man, and we've got some guests in the room that are amazing, have amazing energy, and mm-hmm. it's all flowing through tonight, <laughs> and I feel it. But I also feel some energy for our Skype guest tonight, and I'm, I'm going to give you just a little bit of background, Pete, uh, for me personally, um, and I... I never knew what people were talking about when they said this. Like, I've got a couple guys that when I was really cutting my teeth, when we're talking about high school and college, and as I started my career through the Federation, these guys that I looked up to, and, you know, they're guys where you try to emulate, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of what you do after what you see these guys doing, you know, on the water, off the water. And, uh, and this, this guy is in that list for me, you know, and, um, Years later now, I have some of these younger guys saying the same thing to me. It's kind of strange, you know. Yeah. It's kind of a strange thing, but um, I, I, I'm I'm excited and I'm and I'm I'm, uh, I'm honored to be honest with you to have this guy on the show tonight, and, and he's one of the reasons that I'm that that the, the way I fish today is from from watching this guy. So it's pretty wow. special to have this guest on tonight. Well, you know, there's no doubt he was a pace setter. Yeah. And uh, he had uh, he's accomplished some things. He's in a, ca- a rare air kind of category. Yes. You know, uh, of just single digits or, or just 10 or a few people have accomplished what he's done, winning the classic, winning the FLW championship and yes. a multiple angler of the year uh, owner, as well as like eight tournament victories. Yes. I mean, there that's rare air in yes. the world of professional fishing. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but um, well, let's let's get to it. Brian DeCarpenter, I think we're we're set. Uh, joining us via Skype, we're gonna find out where he's at. I'm not sure if he's home or traveling. Joining us via Skype is the one, the only Davy Height. Davy Height, everybody. Davy Height. How's it going? Can you guys hear me? We can hear you. How you doing tonight, Davy? I'm doing great, man. I, I I appreciate the kind words. More than you know, it, it really means a lot. You know. Uh, I just finished my 23rd year, and, and you know, I, I hope I made a positive in, impact to some guys. And uh, Mike and Pete, it, it means a lot what you guys just said. It, it's, uh, I, I'm going to say it again. Like, I've got a lot of these younger guys now, you know, freshmen on the tour or even younger guys trying to qualify, college guys, kind of saying that same thing. And it, it it's a weird thing. Does it is it weird to you when guys say that and, and – <laughs> I, I don't know. How, how do you how do you accept that? How do you how do you handle that? Well, it makes you feel old. <laughs> I don't know how to how to describe it, but you know it, it's gratifying. It really is that uh, some guys maybe looked up to you. I remember looking up to guys, uh, you know, Larry Nix and Denny Brower, Guido Hibben, you know, just to name a few. Uh, there were a lot more than that, but uh, it, it means a lot. 
it, it, it sure does. Weird, old, you know, kind of the same thing. <laughs> I, let, let me, I'm going to jump back just a second for all our viewers and listeners tonight that are watching that don't know your career from the very beginning. Is this something that you always aspired to do, Davey, from when you were a kid? Or is this something that came to you a little little later in life, this career in pro fishing? No, it, it, it is what I always wanted to do. You know, when I was when I was 12 years old, I dreamed of being a professional bass fisherman and an NFL quarterback. And, and I learned pretty quickly that I was not going to be an NFL quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, it... I really pursued the, the fishing part, and it was uh, it was still a dream that that I never never imagined would come true. To be honest with you, it, I mean it was a childhood dream, almost as crazy as thinking that I was going to be Dan Marino one day. Um, but the fishing part worked out a whole lot better than than the football, and you know it's it, it's just it's surreal. It, it really is, um, you know, to to be able to make a living in in a sport that you love and, and do what you love. And meet great people. That's that's one of the the cool things about it that I never dreamed of as a kid to to travel around the whole world and and meet great guys, you know, from the northeast to the southwest, you know, and everywhere in between. I mean, it, it just just unbelievable. Was there looking back in early in your career? Was there a breakthrough moment you could look back on and say, this was the moment where I was I felt like I was truly a pro? Was there one of those moments? That was a breakthrough year or a breakthrough tournament. Yeah, you know it's it's funny you ask that, Mike. It's and a lot of people would never imagine the the moment that I, that I realized that it was when I finished second in the Bassmaster Classic. It was yes at that at that instant it was the worst thing that that I thought had ever happened to me. I came that close at a very young age. You know, when I say young age. You know, uh, young in my career. I started when I was 27 full time, you know, fishing bass. But um, when I finished second at the classic, um, and the last guy to weigh in, and, and it seemed like everybody that won was was the last guy that weighed in. Some folks big eyed my fish. I told them I didn't have what they thought I had, but then I started believing it because I wanted to believe it. Yeah. But the last guy to go up there on stage and come up a little bit short, it felt like somebody stuck stuck a knife right in my back. But, but. A week later, a month later, that was you know that that was classic in '96. I finished second to George Cochran, but but as things kind of sunk in, I thought you know you came that close to winning the world championship. You can compete, and, and that's really what set me on you know the the best set of years that I ever had in my career. You know the very next year I won Angler Year, and then won the FLW Championship the year after that. Won the Bassmaster Classic the year after that. You know it it gave me. The confidence in myself uh, that some other people had, even more than I did, that that I could really, you know, make a living at this. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a, that's amazing, Davey. It, it's such a cool thing, and I think a lot of people that are competitors, it's important for them to hear that. It's like that devastating thing that happened to you sets you on a tear. Yes, uh, one of that that's rarely seen in this sport. I mean, you like you said it, ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety nine. Uh, then you won angler a year again in two thousand and two. Uh, you had you had five years of of extremely high level uh, performances. Uh, that's exceptional. That all come off of, of that monumental experience by finishing second. It, it did, and uh, you know we got a little bit of time. I hope on, on your show here. Uh, I, I've never been able to tell this story many times, but um, when I walked down the stage, uh, you know. Mike, you know, and Peach, you know, you guys know when you finish second, you never like it. I mean, it, it, it's terrible. <laughs> and, and like I said, it felt like somebody stuck a knife in me. But when I walked down the, you know, when they held the other guy's hand up and I turned to walk down the stage, nobody even knew I was in the arena. And I couldn't even find the steps how to, how to get off the stage. Uh, but when I did, at the bottom of the stage was my oldest son, uh, Parker. And, you know, he was five years old, five, six years old at the time. And uh, he was crying his eyes out. And, you know, I was devastated. So I, I kneeled down with him, and there were like 15,000, 20,000 people in the arena. And, and they were all focused on the winner, which they should have been. But I kneeled down with him, and I started crying with him. I mean, literally, just just bawling. 
for you know 15 20 seconds and then i got my composure and you know there was my son i had him in my arms and my wife was eight and a half months pregnant with my youngest son uh she hadn't got to me yet but you know it, it was a very emotional time and um you know I, I tried to calm my son down i'm like dang this this was tough on me but you're five are you that worried about a hundred thousand dollars <laughs> but um when i when i got him calmed down i was like it's, it's gonna be all right it's, it's gonna be all right and uh you know he he just was so emotional and and i was like what are you crying about what why is it so bad and surely you don't know what what money means at this point not quite so much and uh he raised up and he pointed george cochran and his family had just made the victory laugh and they were back up at the stage and he pointed and he said they said I was going to get to ride in that boat with the American flag <laughs> in that boat. And, man, I just looked him straight in the eye as my five-year-old son. And I said, I promise you, we'll win this one day and you'll ride in that boat. Wow. That's wow. Cool. That, that's that's so amazing. Cool. That's amazing. And it, it does – we've mentioned it many times on the show, Pete, how sometimes failure and loss is a good thing yep. mm-hmm. because it drives you to the next place. And that's – that hits it right on the head. It's ne- it's necessary. A lot of it people don't necessary. get that. You you have to lose in order to truly appreciate winning or even learn how to win. Mm-hmm. But um, and I remember when Davey put the beat down on me, uh, <laughs> <laughs> down on the down Red on the River. down on the Red River. I I remember uh, I remember that tournament. I was I was a few ounces behind you going into the last day, and you uh, you were square bill fishing, and and you won that tournament, and. Um, and then you won the classic flipping. Um, you you've won so many different ways that I can't like you know we know that Fritz was the master crankbait fisherman, and Kevin was famous for the spinnerbait. Um, you're just famous for winning, I guess. <laughs> what? I'm the, uh, jack of all trades, master of none. I mean, I I mean you hit the nail on the head there, Pete. I guess I, I try to fish to win and, and power fish. Um, you know, for sure back in the day was the way to do it. And, you know, I've had a lot of bad finishes, you know, I've, uh, because, you know, I'm stubborn and, you know, I try to win. But, you know, growing up fishing local tournaments, you know, second place didn't pay your gas money hardly. And, you know, it, it just I've always had the mentality to to, uh, you know, I hate to use this because so many people do. But um, swing for the fence kind of deal. And, you know, it, it bites me sometimes. But. You know, I've been blessed and, and, you know, was fortunate enough to, to, to have some success. I've got to ask you this because I've, I've been asked this before and and, uh, and people a lot of times want to know. So i got to ask you. You've got all these titles, um, two AOIs, a classic, an FLW. Is there one that, that is more important than another? Which, which one of those is one you can say that was that was the one? Well, you know, Mike, I, I, you'd probably agree with this, that uh, when you're doing seminars and, and when you're, you know, speaking to folks, uh, I always get introduced as a Bassmaster Classic champion. Yeah. Uh, so so that's the one that, that people recognize the most, I think. But but I, I would think you would agree. I think most guys that do uh, win an AOY understand that that's the grind. That's the year-long yeah. grind. And when you're able to do that, uh, it's really gratifying because you know how good the competition is and you know how much work so many people put in and it it it, it means more to me um but but probably not as much to to the fans in general yeah i i'd agree i'd agree and you, you know I, another thing i want to ask but along those same lines is um and a lot of people don't know you're good friends with travel with kevin kvd a lot and people look at him and they say how in the heck does this guy go on, on this kind of streak and over the course of his career have so many wins, so many AOYs and classic titles? Traveling with him all these years, can you pinpoint something to his success? Is there something that rooming with this guy that he's he was sleeping, talking into sleep one night and he said, or in the bathroom he had really bad diarrhea one night, anything. Well, he, he's done all of those. He does snort times, and I do also, you know, when we're really tired. But, you know, Kevin is a great guy. Um, 
But but I think what makes Kevin Kevin is he's such a hard worker. He's a sm- he's an intelligent guy. I mean he's he's nobody dummy at all, obviously. But he's a smart guy. He's a hard worker, and man, he's competitive. You know. Yeah. I've I've gone on family vacations back when my kids were younger, and, and his also, and uh, he run his own kids off a go kart track you know he got close to me or i got close to him i mean he's so competitive in everything he does and that's what makes him and, and, and you mike so so competitive i mean you and what makes you so successful i mean he hates to lose it anything and everything and he's you know he's just not gonna be held by it and you know it's he believes in what he does in everything he does and uh, makes good choices and you know he fishes to win every single tournament well i i know i know you are that way too and you know of course we all saw this big news release and this big announcement that uh that you're going to be uh moving in a little bit of a different direction um as far as doing some commentating and, and I'm, i know we'll talk about that in just a little bit but are is that gonna is that gonna hurt you are you gonna miss that getting out there and and battling with the guys, are you gonna miss those derbies? Well, Pete, that's a great question. I, I don't know that. I, I don't think so. Um, you know, I've, I've done quite a few, you know, interviews over the phone. I've done a little Skype stuff this week. I've done, you know, different stuff because uh, a lot of people uh, are interested in my change in direction in the sport. But you know, I don't know. And and probably the best answer I've got to that: the first tournament at Cherokee. Um, it could be like five degrees, uh, <laughs> maybe three inches thick on the water. And if that's the case, I'm probably going to be very comfortable in the studio. <laughs> if it's 60 and you guys are catching five-pound smallmouth, I'm going to probably hate that I'm in the studio at Little Rock. So we'll see. Are, are you um, are you going to keep at it? Are you going to maybe take on some opens, cherry-pick some stuff? or Have you given that any thought? That's a great question. I certainly have. Um, I, this year, I'm going to really focus on trying to, you know, pursue a, a new career, a, a little change in pace. Uh, I think I need to, to to really focus on what I'm, what I'm going to be doing with bass and hopefully learn a whole lot from Tommy Sanders and Marzona. But um, the next year, I, I certainly plan on fishing some, some opens and fishing a few things because I'm going to miss it. I mean, gosh, it's what I've been doing since I was 12 years old. And it's what I've been doing full time since I was 27. I'm 51 now, and you know, there's no way I'm not going to miss it some. And that's the cool thing. I could not have scripted this any better than to to be able to stay in the sport, to be able to stay in touch with guys that that are fishing the Bassmaster Tournament Trail and, and interact with them. Hopefully, make a positive impact on the sport, but yet still fish some tournaments, not the Elite Series, but still fish some other tournaments. Yeah, I I, I want to ask you, Davey, and this is. This is coming from um, something that I'm looking forward to, and I, I don't know when. I don't have a number on it yet, but I, you know, I'm definitely not the kind of guy that's going to fish till I'm in my 70s, you know. And, and I, I love the, I love the Collins and those guys. <laughs> we'll see. Those guys, I appreciate those guys. I don't feel like I'm going to be that guy. Did you, you know? know did you know that this was the right moment for you, and how did you know? How did you well, know that this was your moment? That's a great question. Uh, you know, it's it's good to hear you say that, Mike, because I know how passionate you are to while you're fishing tournaments, and and I, I was the same way. But I also knew that that I didn't want to be fishing until I was seventy. You right. know, my hats off the guys that, that want to do that. And when I say fishing, I mean fishing. You know, the grind, fishing the, the Bassmaster Elite Trail. You know the the grind i mean it's it's what it is um but you know how do you transition out of that uh you know i had so many people through the years say what are you going to do when you retire from fishing because most people retire and go fishing (laughs) and you know it's it's a great question but but honestly in just the last three or four years or so i i started thinking i don't want to be the guy and I don't mean this in a bad way to anybody that fishes, you know, later, you know, 60, 70, if they want to fish till they 80, that's, that's to their 80. That's fine. But I, I didn't want to, to be at a point in my life where I was 
fishing later than I wanted to be and didn't have another direction to go. So, yeah. so honestly, when, when they gave me this opportunity, um, you know, and I thought about it, I prayed about it. I talked to my wife, I talked to my, both of my sons. Um, I talked to Kevin a little bit, you know, we're really close and, and it just seems like the, the, the perfect scenario. Ideally, you know, maybe two, three years later would have been, you know, if I could have just written just the perfect script, but you know, it, it just such a good opportunity. And, and, you know, it's something that I feel like I can do for a, a long period of time now. Um, not, not the grind of a tournament trail, but, but being able to, to be involved in a sport that, that I've loved since I was a child. I mean, literally before I was a teenager. Yeah. And, and, and it's awesome. And I mean, you, you know, the first look stuff that you've done in the past, Davey, it's awesome to get an insight from somebody that knows it, that intimately right. knows the sport. I, I love that. I love to hear that insight, you know. And, and that's going to be what I'm sure you're going to bring to Bassmaster Live. Um, is Can you tell us a little bit about exactly what you're going to be doing? Are you going to be in Arkansas? Are you going to be doing on-the-water stuff? What, what exactly are you going to be doing? Well, I think I'm going to primarily be in Arkansas. They're Little Rock at the studio. I'm going to be doing a lot of the Bassmaster Live stuff from studio and also the uh, the, the tournament covers that's on ESPN. So I'm excited about that. I will be at the Classic and uh, maybe one or two other tournaments, but primarily in Little Rock. Are you, have, you, have you started already to strategize how you're going to real zone it in? <laughs> from time to time <laughs> well, well you know that's you know it's, it's funny you say that because uh you know I, when i thought about this and I, i've thought about it for for a couple months now and the what i should do or shouldn't do and the opportunity you know i can't be zona you know zona <laughs> is he he's incredible he he's an entertainer he's you know he he's got talent that that i can't even try to emulate uh, and Tommy Sander the same way. I mean, those two guys could do Monday night football or a bass fishing tournament. I mean, they they really could. But, yeah. But but hopefully I can I can some bring some stuff to the show. Uh, uh, just like Mike mentioned that you know uh, been there. I I finished close to last in a Bassmaster Classic. I've won. I've been second. And yeah, I've won a few tournaments. Uh, I've stunk up a few tournaments or, or a lot of tournaments. But you know, hopefully I can bring a little different element in there that that you know some folks will appreciate and you know when i dreamed of being a professional fisherman when i was 12 years old you know i i didn't even think about doing anything like this when i was 45 years old um but but i enjoyed doing it the the first look stuff just kind of started off you know just hey you know this might be something that'll work for for the classic that one year and and i never imagined i would enjoy uh talking to the fishermen but Man, there is nothing like being right there with a fisherman uh, when he is about to win a tournament, uh, whether it's, you know, his 20th win like Kevin or the first win, you know, for for Jordan Lee. Um, it's, it's just, you know, I just I just enjoy it. And I, I never dreamed that I would, but but I really think I enjoy doing this. Um, and, and I hope I can, you know, bring a little different, flavor into the show and, and do some things different because i certainly can't do what what zona and, and tommy sanders do you know they're the best in the world at what they do they are the best i agree let me remind everybody watching and listening tonight if you have a question for davey or for anybody please want to hear from you, you can hit us up on our im board you could also reach us through social media at ike live show on facebook twitter and instagram uh dave what do we got we got some ims coming through what do we got we do davy we have david from wisconsin he has two questions first question is what won't you miss from professional fishing wow uh, the fast food and the uh <laughs> bag motel <laughs> that's an easy one i hope the next one's that easy <laughs> all right the next one's not so everyone's impressed with your athletic backflip that you once displayed so David also wants to know is who would win in a dance-off? You, Skeet Reese, 
Or Ike. <laughs> Ooh. Wait, what kind of I think the three of us have all been on dance floor together at one time or another. Maybe we won't talk too much about that. <laughs> <laughs> it just kind of depends on, I, I guess, the music. Uh, Skeet likes a little different flavor than I do. Uh, Mike likes a little different flavor. But, you know, I think the three of us have our days. And then, you know, when I danced, when I won the Lake Darnell tournament, uh, my 40th birthday, uh, knew I was going to win $100,000, and I mean, it was literally my 40th birthday, and uh, none of my family was around to celebrate with, and I tried to do the running man on, on the car. <laughs> <front end. laughs> if, if you show that clip, I'm sure I would finish last. On the <laughs> yes. The running man's actually hard to pull off. i got to be honest with you. Yeah, it's a little difficult. I think, I the, I think Airborne and a 1990 and a head spin is easier than the running man. But if you can hit it. If you, <laughs> I do. But if you can hit a back flip, you should be able to hit off a running man. I don't That's know. Uh, running man's difficult, yeah, yeah. man. you got to perfect that running man. The yeah. back flip's all about <laughs> carpet. So Davey. Socks or, socks or slippery shoes on a dance floor is one thing. Uh, tennis shoes on, on the carpet of the front deck makes a running man look bad. <laughs> 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 That's a key piece of information. <laughs> key piece of information. All right, one more, uh, Davey. CBF wants to know, do your sons competitively fish? Well, my oldest son, uh, he's actually in Afghanistan now. I want to talk a little bit about him maybe in a, in a few minutes if we get a chance. Absolutely. Right him. Um, he really got into it a little more right when he was going to West Point and didn't have any time to fish. But uh, when when he gets done with his army commitment, I, I'm, I'm sure he'll tournament fish son. And then my youngest son Peyton, he he's so focused on football and academics, and he's done great in both. Uh, we actually fished a tournament this past year together, first one in, in a very long time. Um, I feel they'll both really get into it more as they get a little older. And uh, you know, when you've got high school and college athletics, I was the same way. Um, that fulfills your competitive desire, so to speak. Uh, and then after you graduate from that, then I think they'll both probably tournament fish more a little later in life. What is your son doing in the military? Uh, my son's a uh, he's an officer in the in the army. He graduated from West Point. Uh, when you graduate, you're a second lieutenant. Yeah, he he'll become a first lieutenant here in just a couple of days. Uh, he's currently mobilized, uh, deployed, excuse me, deployed in, in, uh, Afghanistan. And, you know, I, I just, uh, I just talked to him yesterday morning, uh, you know, FaceTime and, and, you know, it, they're nine hours ahead of us. And you know, it was afternoon there and had a good conversation, uh, his mom and, and I with him and, you know, it was great, but it, it's just, you know, I was in the military also, was was never deployed in wartime. And, you know, it's when you're a parent and, and you're talking to your son and, and at the end of the conversation, he said, I need to go to, to dinner. And he put his safety goggles on and he strapped his weapon across his shoulder um, to go to to go to dinner uh, to help uh, to help us be free and, and have the freedom and, and all that we have in this country. You know, it really hits home, and you know I, I appreciate it so so much. And I'm I got this in case anybody's wondering about my background and my studio. I'm in a deer camp. <laughs> uh, my Toyota truck. Uh, Someone said that. Good service. <laughs> but because I'm sitting in here and you ask about him, I got this little deal here. It's like toy soldiers, and you know the little green army man that you saw on. Oh yeah. Uh, toy Story. On Toy Story, and I, I've given. Starting to give a few guys out, little, little green army men like this, to remember my son and all the other uh, men and women that are defending our freedom. That's so, right. That's awesome. Close by, I would give you guys one. When I see you, Mike and, and Pete, I'll certainly give you one. And, and there's even two paratroopers in here with the the parachute, man. You got to throw it up <laughs> for the parachute. Grandparents, but but anyway, I I certainly appreciate Parker and his commitment and. Uh, what he's doing for us and and what he's chose to do uh, to defend this country. Yeah, they're the, that's they're awesome. the best we have to offer. They yeah. truly are the best we have to offer, man. Yeah. We love yeah. them. And we he's, pre- he's a pretty bad dude, Army Airborne Ranger. Uh, I don't think I'll give him any more spankings like I did. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Six or seven years old. He's, he's 
he's a lot different than like I mentioned when I walked off that stage and I promised yeah. him, you know, when he was a, just a little kid, when I promised him that I would win a classic one day. Right. Wow. God awesome. bless him. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Yep. Uh, we've got a uh, good time, Davey, to get a little advice. We've got Mark Daniels Jr. with us tonight in studio. And he hasn't officially announced that he's going to be fishing the elites this coming year. But if he does decide to fish the elites and make that announcement, do you have any advice for Mark in his upcoming season? Oh, wow. I've probably got more advice than he wants. <laughs> I need it all, Dave. I need it all. He needs it. Stay away from the flea bag motels and don't eat McDonald's every night. <laughs> but, you know, just – just be yourself. Uh, you know, I, I think one thing that a lot of guys get caught up in, a lot, a lot of really good fishermen. Um, and I've roomed with Kevin Van Dam. He's a, you know, most successful tournament bass fisherman there, there has ever been, in my opinion. And, you know, I couldn't be Kevin. Um, and, and Kevin might win a tournament that I finish, you know, 60th in or something like that. But but I, I realize that at a young age, that, you know, do, do what you do and, and, and try to perfect it. And, and things will work out okay. When you try to be someone else, um, I don't think that works out really well. And, and you're not going to win every tournament. You're not going to, you know, finish really high in every single tournament. Nobody ever has. And, you know, just just be yourself uh, and pursue those dreams, and it'll work out. That's awesome. That's great piece Excellent. of wise, wise words right there. Oh, well, yeah. Definitely took those in. I appreciate that, David. Yeah, I tried to be Mike for a few years, and that was... <laughs> <laughs> you tried to head spin? <laughs> yeah, I tried to head spin. That didn't work. Yeah, I tried screaming and hollering. That didn't work. He tried to punch no, a I hole. Even when I'm not trying to be my <laughs> Yeah, one time Pete tried to punch a hole in the wall, but he punched the stud instead of the empty spot on the drywall. It didn't work out so good. You remember that, Pete? Yeah. I, but if I, I, an experienced wall puncher always knows that. <laughs> yeah. uh, you got to use the stud finder first. Right. Yeah. You know where the studs are at. Right. You got to know where the studs are. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm smarter now. <laughs> but that's that's great advice, and uh, you know, to, to be yourself and, and to be the best you you can be sure. as an angler. Because when you start trying too hard to mimic the great ones, um, like like Davey and, and Mike and Kevin, who we talking about, uh, you know, you can fall into traps, you know. Mm-hmm. And you, f- you need to find out you, what you're really good at. And like just like Davey said, just try to perfect it and be the best you can be at it. Great That's advice, awesome. David. Yeah, it was yeah. great advice. I appreciate it. I got a real quick while we were talking. I checked the um, Instagram social site. And we got a question, Davey, for you that comes from Cody0316. And he wants to know, are you intimidated at all about your new role and the live component of it? Mm. And then... Period, and then will you ever have Tourette's? Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I don't think. I, I don't think I, uh, you know, that's a great question, but I think it goes back to what I just mentioned uh, to anybody you know wanting to start fishing the Elite Series. Mm-hmm. Be yourself, be the best you can be at it, and uh, things will work out. And and I, that's the attitude I'm gonna have, you know, in this spin in my career. I, I'm gonna be who I am, and, and that's okay. what I've been. Uh, doing first look, you know, I have the utmost respect for every fisherman out there because I've been there and done that. And uh, whether it's my roommate, Kevin, or, you know, somebody that, I, you know, a rookie that's, you know, that I've interviewed before doing the first look stuff, I just try to be me and have the utmost respect for those guys. And, and we're all different and, and, and try to appreciate everybody's personality and who they are. And, you know, I just, that's my philosophy. Um like I try to pass on to somebody starting out their elites or, you know, the same thing I'm going to do when, when I start, you know, working with, with Zona and Sanders and those guys. Yep. It's a good one. It's a good one. I've got another one coming through from Facebook, and it's uh, it's Paul from Facebook wants to know, what is the scariest thing you've ever encountered in your pro career? It's a pretty broad question, but... Yeah, ass- that is broad. On the highway, on the water, on the, you know. Uh, <laughs> I'm assuming you know, he's talking had, about on the water, yeah, but I'm not sure. Any of those will do. Right. Yeah. yeah we, we'll, we'll go with on, on the water. Um, you know, I've had some close calls. You know, I, I think I think we've been fortunate um, <laughs> as fishermen that, that, that we don't have any more accidents, you know, serious accidents than we do on the water because, um, 
you know, all of the elite guys, you know, are, are experienced anglers and, and know how to handle adversity on the water. But things happen. And, yeah. you know, whether you hit a stump, hit a log like this past year, I ran up on a mud flat. Um, you know, there's just a lot of things that happen on the water. I can't think of the one that, you know, right off the bat that I thought was just, you know, I, I'm about to die kind of deal. But, but I, I've had, I've been out on the water. Um, you know, one of the scariest early on in my career that, that, that comes to mind, um, like in 94, just second, second year in the BASS fishing, uh, I was out on Lake Ontario and there was legitimate 10 footers and I was in the 18 and a half foot bass boat. Uh, had no business being out in it. Um, and you know, I was scared. Um, I tried to try to act like I wasn't scared because my, <laughs> my partner was sitting beside me and you know, I wanted to, to be the confident one, but you know, there's a lot of times that, that have been scary. You know, not any one particular one that, you know, that jumps out. There's just a lot of, a lot of those times where you're nervous about, you know, running to high speeds, running in very rough water, running in unknown water. It's a lot easier nowadays with the, with the mapping and GPS that we have uh, than it was, you know, 20 years ago. That's a, that's a good one. That's a good one. And, I, and I've, we've all encountered that, Pete. We've all seen those big waves and I've been in the woods and there's there's been some scary stuff that's happened out yeah. there. Uh, over <laughs> we, the years. We've I, seen a few. Yeah, we've seen a few. Davey, I've got this is a two part question from me and, and this is this is one that I'm really curious to get your views on. Um, you know, looking back, you know, twenty three years, it's a long time. Um, first part of the question, what what's the biggest change you've seen in the sport in those years? From, you know, from your first year as a pro to this year to now, what's the biggest change you've seen in in the sport of pro fishing? Well, there's there's a lot of things, um, you know, equipment wise, um, but in the sport itself, the, the first thing that pops to mind is the 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 generations or the the, the gap in age that that the guys that are really good and. You know, when I started fishing at 27, I mean that. You know, it wasn't 17. I mean, I was I was a grown guy, but but I was one of the younger guys, and you, you had to earn your stripes. You had to have time on the water. You had to, you know, I re, I remember talking to sponsors uh, even when I started on a, a really, you know, significant run, doing some some pretty cool things, and 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 they would tell me, well, you've just got to earn. You've just got to earn it. You've got to um, you got to pay your dues. Uh, you know, it was like you couldn't get a good sponsorship deal unless you were like 40, and and, and that is totally flip flopped. Um, yeah. Sponsors um, in general are looking for for the guy that's 20, um, where you know 20 years ago they were looking for the guy that's 40. Yeah. And for some reason, you know, I was pretty fortunate. I've had great sponsors through my career. But it went from man, I need to earn my stripes, and all of a sudden, when I'd earn my stripes, well, we need we need this young guy. Um, yeah. So so I think that's that's changed a lot. But the the younger fishermen are, are a lot better fishermen than they were because you know technology it, yeah. it's really helped things. Um, social media, you know, you could go on and on and on. Um, so there's there's talented young fishermen now. Um, ten times more than there were 20 years ago. Yeah, and that that's actually a great uh, transition to the second part of this question. With you know so many young guys coming up, we've got high school fishing, we've got college fishing. You've got this mass flux of young anglers that dream about carving a career in pro fishing. What needs to change, Davey? What needs to change in this sport to make it better? to make it better for these these young guys coming up well you know we'd all like the sport to, to grow um you know I, I just i think it you know the, the easy answer would say the sport needs to get bigger well how can the sport get bigger is the first thing you know you want to ask um but just like sky uh the the live the live coverage um you know i'm in the, i'm in the deer woods out here in, in my toyota truck and we're able to do this um, you know, the, the covers that, that BASS is doing, uh, that, you know, part of what I'm going to be doing this next year has, has really, really changed our sport for the good. And, and I think that, that has always been something that's held our sport back. But, 
for all these young people coming into the into the sport, we just need a bigger platform. Um, you know, some people say, you know, they're diehard FLW, they're diehard bass. Or, you know, I, I wish there were five professional tournament trails um, because I think that's better for us as fishermen. It'd be better for the young fishermen. Um, and, you know, I might be exaggerating a little bit with five, but uh, more, uh, you know, legitimate tournament trails, professional trails, give people opportunity. And there's nothing that I would love to see more than to to be three or four major tournament trails where maybe we could have a, a championship and, and, and have some kind of tournament where you take the, the top from, from different levels and or different tournament trails and fish against one another. You know, more competition would be would be better for the fishermen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I, I agree. I like that idea. Yeah, I, I, Davey mentioned he had a 23 year fishing career, which is a long career. And I'm wondering what color your jumpsuit was that you wore when you first started. <laughs> I didn't start by that, you know. <laughs> but it would have been it would have been blue. That's my thing. <laughs> <laughs> I can remember. I mean, you say that, Pete, but you know, maybe you remember this, maybe Mike. But dude, I was I can remember being like ten years old and, and I can I can remember seeing people like Guy Aker, um and a few guys I don't even know their name, but, but they had those cool jump suits with you know Fenwick rods written down <laughs> and, and, and hats that and were this and this and, and all you know, and I was like, Man, one day if I could ever be that cool guy <laughs> <laughs> they may come back. You know, everything old is new again, so the jumpsuits may come back. You know? Yeah, yeah. Speaking of which. Yeah, the Chuck Taylors came back, but I don't know about the <laughs> But the, the, you brought up a point that, that everybody here might have a, an opinion on. They're getting rid of jeans on the elites next year i heard is that is that a new rule how does everybody feel about that they had that rule for a while and then it went away so maybe it's coming back again i I, I heard that it's back yeah i don't know i'm yeah i I can see you know i can see both sides on that you know i i I don't know i'm there's some some other people make those decisions you know (laughs) that's you know I, i think uh, you know, other sports have have dress codes, have uniforms, that sort of thing. I can certainly see that, but you know, I, I like people to be able to be themselves, also. Well, I'm I'm very hurt because I'm not going to be able to wear my yellow pinstripe Jordache jeans. Golly, Davey, man, I got to tell you, um, this was amazing for me to get to interview you for a change. You you've done that a few times with me, and. Uh, Man, thank you for what you've done um, for the sport, and thank you for helping me get a get a career in this sport. And, and um, it's really an honor to have you on tonight, and I, I appreciate it so much. Man, I appreciate it, Pete and Mike both. I mean, I, I respect you guys so much. Uh, we're different folks, um, but but I have the utmost respect. I've told so many people, you know, your passion for fishing uh, is as great as anybody i've ever been around kevin included you know when you see guys that are at the ramp before daylight and their their trucks and trailers are still there at dark and i pay attention to those kind of things um you, you know the passion that somebody has and you've been very successful and, and you know you know I, I appreciate the kind words you've said and i have the utmost respect for you guys well we appreciate it davy and we wish you all the best in your in your new career and your new venture and and we know you're going to do a great job. Yeah, so. we really do wish you the best of luck there, Davey. And and I, and I want to thank you. I think we all do for thank your family for what you're doing for our country. And yes. Raising your son. And, and I know he's out there. And I know it's got to be hard on you guys. But we really appreciate what he's yes. doing and the sacrifice that your family's made. Uh, we really appreciate that. And best of luck as, as he moves through his work overseas. Thanks, Pete. I got two great sons. I take after their mom a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Davey. Davey, right, hi, buddy. everybody. Right. Yeah. Go kill deer for us. Go kill deer for us. That's awesome. Man, I love it. I love yeah, the fact that cool, he was man. at deer camp yeah. and he took some time out to join us. That was awesome, man. That was, sweet. That, that, was awesome. that was cool. He had a good signal, too. He had a great signal. <laughs> man, we've that had guys knows. in studio that don't have a signal that good. <laughs> Mark doesn't even sound that good sitting on the camera. Yeah, right, right. right. <laughs> the hell's wrong with him? Yeah. <laughs> He's not even acknowledging me. <laughs> hey, Mike. Mike, yeah. how old do you think Davey is? I, Dave, I, I think he, he said, said 51. 50. 
51. Yeah. yeah. He's still pretty handsome. Oh! <laughs> right? Good-looking guy. Yeah, you got a man crush. Oh, man, hey, so David, you're not a man crush. Yeah. You're a good-looking guy, too, Pete. You guys aren't comfortable enough to say something like that? <laughs> 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 all right. All I'm right. not let's, sure. Let, let's get back. We got a, we got a couple things going on. Uh, I have here in my notes, um, we're going to be talking to a really special guy from Mystery Tackle Box here in a little bit. Okay? Uh, but before we do that, Pete, correct me if I'm wrong. We're going to be giving stuff away, like we do on every show, and we've got some great stuff to give away. Uh, do you have a trivia question for us tonight? I do. You do? Okay. Where do I have that? All right, so this is the, as soon as Pete finds it, this is the Ike Live trivia question of the night. And Brian the Carpenter, correct me if I'm wrong, first place on this trivia question is a Flambo gift pack. Sure. Okay. We'll go with that. All right. So for and, a uh, and, a, and a three-month subscription to Mystery Tackle Box. And a three-month wow. subscription. Uh, this is a great gift here. Oh, nice. Three months to MTB and a Flambeau gift pack. What do we got, Pete? All right. This is... Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me preface it. How we? How do we... Um, what's the criteria for the winner here, Brian? First one on the IM board. Okay. The first one... This is a multiple answer question. you got to get five answers to this question. Wow. wow. So whoever gets it correct, all five correct first, okay. wait, 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 will be wait, the winner. I gotta pay. Yeah. Can I, I suggest that it be the third person on the IM board? Because some people's feed is slower than others, so then people feel all disgruntled and they can't like. Third person. They can't you, you type as better, fast. They can't. Internet connection. She's all looking right. out for yeah, a yeah, I, 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 I'm okay with that. That's good. Okay. That's good. Now with the third winner, it's much more fair. I promise. It makes it. Right. it it's more like a lottery. Yeah. Yes. yeah. But what if we get one right answer? It has you to third. Let's say number two, then. Why do we keep... Uh, we seriously can't get three people to answer correctly? Then our questions are too hard. It's Everyone a hard is, question. That's a hard is question. it a hard question? I saw well, the answer. It's a hard answer. Well, here's the deal on trivia questions. you gotta be, you got to write them such that people can't just Google them. <laughs> right? Ah, that's smart. So you got you to gotta make it so that the, guy, the next guy make just can't do a Google search. All right. So we'll take all right. the first one. Here's the winner of all one. five parts. Let's see how this goes, and we'll make adjustments on the next question. Okay. All right. <laughs> The uh, all right. In honor of the great Davy Height, yes, <laughs> there have been five men that have achieved this. They have won both the Bassmaster Classic and the FLW Championship. Name five. Mm. Tricky question. One, Good question. Good two. question. Whilst they're answering that on the IM board, uh. You guys got three minutes to talk about something you got to talk about, and I'm going to get Ross on the line for yeah, the sure. box. Yeah, uh, sure. Let's let's think. I, I've got um, a few announcements. Do you want to you want to talk anything? We got about three minutes. You got anything? Uh, yeah. Well, you know what I'd like to talk about. Yes. I mean, we're going to get back to talking with Mark. Yeah. But I we had a really cool day on the water. Let's talk about it. So you guys had a chance to film for BU TV. That's right. And and you had success out there. Tell me about yeah, it. Yeah, well, well, there's a couple things. Number one, uh, we we did a piece, and you got to see this piece for Bash TV. Mark did a piece for lipless crankbaits um, and showed some tips, in particular how to get a lipless crankbait through a blowdown tree. I've never done that before. I've never done it or Not seen on purpose. it. <laughs> I, I watched him do it. I wa- he told me about it. He demonstrated how he's going to modify the bait. Wow. We went to blow down trees and brush piles, and he just pulled that thing through there like, like it was a spinner bait. That's true. Sweet little deal. I'm excited about yeah. that. Yeah. Did you have any? Uh, did you have any hesitation about giving that away? Cause uh, that's, that's amazing. Uh, initially, but see, here's the thing. <laughs> initially, but I was talking with I was talking with, with with Pete, and I'm like, you know, at Bass University, the way the way you guys. Uh, set it up. Way it's set up, it's it's for hardcore fish it heads, is. guys that are serious about the sport. Yes. You can't just come in there like, hey, I fish rattle traps. I throw rattle traps and really mean like you gotta give them some yeah. meat. Mm-hmm. And so yes. I went into my little juice box. Yes. And I pulled out a little juice. Wow. Yeah, yeah I pulled awesome. out a little juice to give to the people, yeah, man. I wanted, that's to, awesome. I wanted to share it, something. So it, it, that blew my hair back a little bit. Uh, I appreciate that. Right and, um, and I got a lot of hair to be blowing right. back. But the, I was uh, looking at it when you said that. <laughs> the, uh, 
you know, so that was really cool. And uh, it really is such an involved piece. It took us most all afternoon to, to get it all shot. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be amazing. It'll be released. Uh, we're probably going to release that in the spring when it awesome. when it's lipless bait season. Yeah, sure. But, um, but anyway, the uh, then we had a, a little moment where I got to know Mark. We did a, a little piece. It's called Kind of Getting to Know Our Instructors. And uh, we went fishing uh, on the on the what he heard about as being an incredibly difficult and challenging Very Delaware River. Very yeah. difficult. And uh, we smashed him up. We fished for wow. uh, just a short period of time. Yeah. And uh, we went and um, he was throwing a, a, a rattle trap square bill or yeah. um, echo, echo, an echo. And uh, I think his first cast he caught a, a Delaware River keeper. Wow. His third cast he called a Delaware River Keeper. Wow. <laughs> yeah, we we just we just got right on the juice and, and started lighting them up right away. Yeah. We wound up catching a half a dozen uh keepers including he caught a nice chunk for the river, almost a 3 pounder. Wow. Yeah. It's on a giant. the river. Yeah, but, that's what I've been told. I was like, but I when she hit and I said I thought it was a lot bigger. Yeah. Than what it was, but I mean, it was almost a three pound. I mean, she was pulling, dude. Yeah. River yeah. fish. Those river fish fight hard. That's yes, seven sir. foot tide. Exactly. They're all muscle. Absolutely. But, but here's the here's the key tip or key thing that I observed because I I had them on the trolling motor. I wanted to get film them fishing right. and see them fishing. Yeah. You know, and and he did something that was really uh really interesting to me is that every time he took the trolling motor, he jacked my trolling motor speed down to next to nothing. Wow. Every time. I noticed that. You might not have noticed no, that I noticed that. I didn't that. notice that you noticed that, but I was definitely doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I got up there, I was like, Jesus, a thousand. Yeah. <laughs> bring this back to 500. Because that's the way I operate. You that's know, right. I, I'm like, I'm going 100 miles an hour down the bank. That's right. He ripped it down to crawl speed, crawl. or like JT Kennedy calls it, catch speed. That's right. Yeah. He put it right on catch speed, and he just crawled down that bank. There, If there was a fish in front of us, we weren't going to miss them. Yeah, you right. know, but that was, that was really it's interesting. To, it's a good way to catch so them. So do, do you fish that way all the time? Not in practice, no. When I'm trying to cover water, but if we were in an area, like we got bit right away, so I knew we were on the juice. Right. So yeah. I'm like, let's let's pick this apart a little Dial bit. Dial it down. That right. was interesting how, yeah. how quickly he got and got onto that. But that well, was a, that was a good deal. Well, that's awesome. We'll see that stuff on Bash University. That's very exciting. And we'll mm-hmm. talk a little bit about later about how people can watch that right. and subscribe and sign up. Uh, what do we got back there? I saw Gerald Swindle's head flopping around. We have a winner and a loser. A winner and a and loser. What? Big announcement yeah. already. Uh, we'll start with the loser. Okay. Dave Rodzik? The loser is everyone other than Trickstick. Trickstick? Trickstick. <laughs> so, Trickstick, if you're listening, I know you are. I am your information. It won't get forwarded through. So we can send you your stuff. Congratulations. Be- hey, before before we go around. And the winners are. Hold on. Here we go. Here we go. This is key. I'm Cochran. Yep. Hibden. Yep. Clawson. Yep. Fritz. And Height. That's it. Wow. Trick stick. Trick stick. Big Good winner. Job, How many would you have gotten? I wouldn't have got that many. Clawson. That's ba- smart. Probably Clawson. That's about it, right? Clawson. All of us know Clawson. Flew Clawson. is the only yeah. one I would have got. Actually, actually, what I had intended, the actual loser is your phone. My phone is the loser. Yeah, we have no dial tone. Oh. So our phone call uh, with MTB is on hold. Okay. okay. We're gonna see if we can get something worked out. Maybe get them to Skype. Okay. But uh, we're gonna move on, dude. Cool. It is. Uh, it's a little bit after eight. Ten after eight. Yeah. Do let, you want to break here and come back, or well, let's let, let me hit about three more things and we'll take a little bit of a break. That's cool, with you. Absolutely. Uh, I want to catch you out real quick on um, big tournament just happened at the uh, BASS Federation. Their big event on Lake Conroe. Pete, mm-hmm. do you know that just happened? No, I missed that. Yes. Slipped uh, under my radar. Yep, just <laughs> took place. Um, and we've got two friends of the show I would like to give a shout-out to who yes. had really good tournaments. want to give a shout-out to Brian Brooks. And uh, he came in, I want to say, probably, what was it, 20th? Is that correct? Brian Brooks? He doesn't have his headset on. He doesn't have his headset on. Oh. Brian Brooks, who I believe came yes. in 20th. 20th. <laughs> and then uh, Matt Penrack from our friends at Bassone. Matt's a good friend of the oh, show. Yeah. Came in 19th. Outstanding. So nice. back-to-back and finishes. Both, for both guys. Well done, Clap it up. Guys. Clap it up. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, that's awesome. Also. I wh- thought that was going to happen. No, it just took place. I missed it. Just, okay. Just took place. Also want to give a shout-out and, and a uh, word of encouragement 
to two friends of the show, Johnny Valdez and Nate Cowan, leave next week for a Kentucky Lake. Outstanding. Nice. Yes, for the Bass Team Championship. Right. Um, you know, nobody's they, they haven't fished there yet, but one of those guys could be competing in the Bassmaster Classic. That's amazing. It's pretty exciting. Yep. It's and cool. I saw the Carpenter's comment where neither one of them has fished deeper than six feet before. They have not. <laughs> <laughs> they have not. Although, this time on the year of Kentucky Lake, I think Might that's probably the way to go. Yeah. That's probably the way to go. Wish them all the best. Yeah. Tear uh, them up, guys. Also, I want to talk about the Ike Foundation event. And Rebecca, are you? Oh, she's busy. Uh, we've got three big announcements for the Ike Foundation tournament. We've got the Beef and Beer coming up and the beef and beer uh, event is going to help five scholarships for high school anglers going to college and nice. kids that are interested in bass fishing they got a whole line of criteria set up but the beef and beer is going to benefit the scholarship program for young anglers uh, going to college and that's going to be january 28th rebecca can you help me ja- january 28th where at um sorry i was just climbing on the floor looking for Phone line. Um, we are at the Sewell Masonic Lodge. It's on Lambs Road in, um, it's like Pittman, Sewell, New Jersey. Well, don't you laugh at me, oh. I was laughing. <laughs> Sounded kind of strange, didn't it? Uh, so if somebody wants to go to this beef and beer, yes. and we're, and, and we're going to have, I don't want to say who yet until we get closer, we're going to have a handful of top professionals there yeah they're going to join us it's they're going to join really us fun. Be... um you can get tickets though you can buy tickets how can you do it John you Cruz. can go on to the ikefoundation.org <laughs> you can check out the ike foundation uh facebook page and tickets are there you can buy a table for uh 10 people for 300 dollars, or it is um what is it 35 dollars a ticket per person wow that's we'll have, awesome. We're going to have tons of food and drinks. We're going to have some fun auction prizes. But the best part about all this is that every single dollar that we raise from this event is going to go to the Ike Foundation Scholarship Fund, yes. which means that graduating seniors, we're going to have the, um, the application pages going up this week on our website, but graduating seniors that have made a difference in their community through fishing, conservation, we're going to choose five of these kids and give them a scholarship to help them go to college. Nice. Excellent. Outstanding. January 28th, 7 to 10 p.m. Go check that out. Another big announcement, Ike Foundation having their first annual kids fishing tournament on the Cooper River this year. It's going to be Sunday, May 8th. Um, and, and and this is a deal where just bring the kids out, whatever they catch, you know, we, we're going to have guys around. If it's a bluegill, if it's a catfish, if it's a carp, if it's an eel, we're going to weigh them. We're going to have great prizes. But every kid that shows up is going to walk away with a prize. Nice. And we're going to have food and, and music that event also. So that's Sunday, May 8th, kids event. And then finally, Beck, you're going to have to get back on the mic for me to help me with this one out. Yeah. We're proud and happy to announce the second annual Ike Foundation tournament on the Delaware River, Pete. I know you're happy about that. Well, most excellent. Look forward to another shot at that one. Yes. Uh, <laughs> working with the city of Camden and also uh, Camden County, County Parks yeah. again. And give me a date on that one, Beck. And, and people can find it on the website also. Yeah, you should probably go on the website. Okay. <laughs> I'm dyslexic, so you cannot ask me numbers. I can't ask numbers, guys. It's uh, July... Um, is Early July. It's the 8th. It's that Saturday before we go to ICAST, so I believe it is the 8th. It's a Saturday. But um, once again, going to be another awesome event with pros coming through town. Um, I think because of the way we line up, we're going to have some more sports athletes, celebrities joining us. Nice. But um, the waterfront totally embraced everything we were doing. The community did. So uh, we're looking at bigger and better. So people are going to have to actually show Ooh. up earlier to get their free tackle boxes because people have found out about us. <laughs> so uh, found out. Families are going to be getting there early. But <laughs> another great event, just free event to bring the kids out, get free tackle boxes and lures, go fishing, have fun, just yep. face painting, all sorts of stuff, food, nice. drink. And then the guys are out on the water catching some fish on the Delaware, just having a fun day and, and, and celebrating the fact that we're just trying to bring fishing to youth, especially youth that 
might not have the opportunity to have a fishing rod in their hand. Yeah. Well, check, check this out. My, my uh, partners from the Ike Foundation tournament this year, uh, they won the X mark. We, yeah, we second got place. second yeah. place. And, um, the of course, Al is the grand uncle. And Marco is uh, was uh, the grand niece or nephew, I guess. And um, the money that they raised from selling the X mark is going to uh, Marco's college fund. Wow, wow. that's awesome. Yep. That's incredible. Great to hear that. Love it's it. It's awesome to hear that. Keeping keep, awesome. keeping youth as a priority. Uh, one more shout out, Brian. We'll take a little bit of break. Does that work for you? Sure, man. Okay. Uh, Want to give a shout out to Brian Robinson. Robinson. Who, yes, Robinson. Robinson. Robinson, that's what I said. Robinson. Robinson, that's what I said. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Mike can slaughter anything. <laughs> Why do you think my name gets changed every day and I'm married to him? He did hook us up with some sweet Eagles tickets, so that was nice. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, nice. Beck took Vegas, which was cool. Nice. And then... Brian took Ed Bassmaster. Yeah. Which wasn't so cool. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? No. Ed was I delightful. Know, I about. Uh, oh, and by the way, you're fishing his charity event, right? I am. I'll be fishing his charity event down on uh, Sam, Rayburn Sam Rayburn in the beginning of April. So looking forward to hanging out with Brian. And, and uh, I, I've got one more thing. What do you got? The IM board says that uh, a non-boater won the, uh, the event today. Is that true? That's what the IM board said. Can that happen? Can we research that before we come back from our break? <laughs> we'll research it when we come back. Okay. We'll Probably. research it when we come back. All right. Let's take a break. And when we come back, you guys aren't done yet. No. No. We just Don't, get started. I, I just got started. Okay. I haven't played the guitar yet. Yeah. Right. You're not leaving me. <laughs> what about the harmonica? All right. I'll see the guitar. I'll uh, yeah. on my side. You're not leaving me. Yeah. Uh, when we come back, more from Mark Daniels Jr. and O. We're going to be getting back to their story. And hang in there with us. We're going to take a pee break, refill our beers. And in the meantime... Check this out, Brian. Bring that back. You going to play that? I was starting to get scared because I know where the end of this goes, but all right, we'll play it. <laughs> it's all good, brother. We turned up. Here we yeah. go. Hang in there with us. When we come back, more Ike Live. We're going to play it. Oh, nice. Oh, I love it. <laughs> 